Hey guys, welcome to the Word Up Podcast. On this show, we discuss you versions, Bible verse of the day. And if you're joining us for the very first time, we're glad to have you. I'm Matthew Ojas, your host, and it's my pleasure to share with you today. In today's episode, we will be looking at treasure. Shall we get started? We'll look at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21. I'll read the NLT and the NIV. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21. It reads, Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And I'll read the NIV now. It says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. To help us better understand this, the preceding verse talked about where we store treasures and the risk associated with these and that led nicely to our verse for today. We will get into that in a moment but before we go too far I'd like to remind us of the meaning of this beautiful word treasure. I used to know a man who called his wife treasure. Hmm, How lovely that is. Now let's see what that means. The word Treasure from the dictionary means something valuable such as money, jewels, or precious metals that is hidden or kept in a safe place. It also means a person who is greatly loved or valued. So treasures are often of extremely high monetary value. That's why you don't find treasures on the streets. They're hidden, locked up somewhere, deemed safe. Another definition of treasure is wealth. I will now read two verses leading up to our verse 4 today. That's verses 19 to 21 of Matthew chapter 6. It says, Do not store up treasures for yourselves on earth where moths and vermin destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When we do certain work on earth, we're rewarded with money. Some people get paid daily, some weekly, some monthly. And some do profit sharing. Some are extremely wealthy while some are not. It doesn't matter. God loves us all. Some store their money in the bank because they have faith in the banking system while others don't. Some have decided to be their own bank. They convert their money to precious metals and store them in a safe place in their houses. Well, looking at this verse today, there are three types of treasures referred in this passage. Number one, garments. So garments used to be considered treasures in those days alongside gold and silver, which was why it talked about moth destroying these expensive garments. The second type of treasure described here was something that could be destroyed by vermin. Vermin is is used to describe a wide scope of organisms, including rodents and rats, that are believed to be harmful to crops and farm animals. And another form of storing treasure in those days was farm produce. And as we were told, this could be affected by vermin. The third form of treasure described here is one that thieves could break into steel, which includes money, silver, gold, 
diamond and the likes. It's important we clarify a few things here before we go too far. Jesus was not saying owning any of these were bad in themselves, but he was teaching us not to have faith in them, not to be worldly in our thinking. He was teaching us to be heaven-minded, right? I had a chat with a very dear Christian brother a few months ago, and we talked about what we thought God wanted for us regarding wealth. He said he believed that it was not ideal for Christians to be wealthy as he could take their focus away from God and that God wanted us to be poor as it would help us seek him with less distractions. While I do not agree totally with this, I believe God is not against us being prosperous. He does not want that to be the focus of our hearts. You know, Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He told them how difficult it was for someone who depends and trusts in their riches to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was not speaking again to, against wealth in relation to following him because this was immediately after he told a rich man to sell all his possessions which we can define as his treasure, and then follow him. But the man walked away saying, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> he was glued to his possessions. He had no space in his heart for Jesus to occupy. And this young rich man wanted validation from Jesus. Judging by his first question, he said, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? <laughs> and Jesus' response meant, it's not about what you do, mate. But if you're willing to let me into your heart, are there certain things that seem so dearly to you? Or maybe one thing in particular which you vowed nothing could ever take its place? God does not particularly like that statement, you know. He ever so often checks if there's anything that's of more importance to us than Him. God does not want to be second place in our lives. He wants to be number one, indeed, the only option we've got. Father Abraham was going through the test when he was asked to sacrifice his son, his only son whom he loved. Now that's something you know. God knew there was a different level of attachment Abraham had with Isaac that didn't exist with Ishmael. Have you wondered why God never asked for Ishmael? That wouldn't have been the true test of love. I'd like you to pause for a moment to reflect. Is there anything that's so dear to you that has taken God's place in your heart? Could it be your drive to make more money, wanting to be rich by all means, that you're not having time with God anymore? Yes, God has blessed you with a wonderful job. Has that now taken you completely away from Him? Could it be that your love for your children or even your spouse is taking the place of God? Note, after Jesus spoke to the rich man who walked away, Peter said to Jesus, Master, we've left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Is that true of us today? Have we truly left everything to follow Jesus? Or are we still holding on to stuff we loved before we met him? And Jesus' response to Peter was this, Everyone who's left houses or brothers or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or fields for my sake, 
as for Jesus' sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. As we conclude, there is a strong relationship between our treasure and our heart. We started by defining treasures as things that are of value to us. And as we've established, it's no problem to have earthly wealth. But have you got any treasure in heaven? Is your treasure earth-based only? Because if that's the case, then that's where your heart will be. If you've only got treasure on earth, your heart will be focused on that. Gil, in his exposition, wrote, If your treasure is on earth and lies in earthly things, your heart will be set upon them and be in them, in your bags, your coffers, your storehouses. And so, your souls will be in danger of being lost. Which loss will be an irreparable one, though you should gain the whole world. Gil continued to say, But if your treasure is put into the hands of God, your heart will be with him and be settled on him. Your desires will be after heavenly things. Your affection will be set on things above. Your conversation will be in heaven whilst you are on earth. And that will be the place and seat of your happiness to all eternity. How do you lay up treasures in heaven? As money brings happiness to humans on earth, heaven rejoices even more when people receive the message of the love of Jesus and accept him into their heart. This is one of many ways we can store treasures in heaven as we join this course of helping people to find their identity in Christ Jesus. Where is your treasure? What occupies your heart the most? Do you consider yourself heaven-minded or earth-minded? Consider these questions and do reflect on them as we pray. Dear Father, we thank you for your word which we've heard today. Help us, Lord, not to be earth-minded. Help us to be heaven-bound, to be heaven-focused, to have our hearts set on things above. Help us to lay up treasures in heaven where thieves do not break, where thieves cannot steal, where moths and vermin cannot destroy. Help us to lay, lay up eternal treasures for ourselves that cannot depreciate in value. Help us, help us to join in, propagating your gospel and populating the kingdom of heaven. Receive grace for myself and for all who have listened to me today. Thank you, dear Father, because we know you love us. and We love you too. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Word Up podcast today. We hope you've been blessed and inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. Worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'll be delighted to read from you. You can also do well by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up 
Podcast. God bless you.